Gender equality and family planning has been raised with Pacific leaders off the back of the Pacific Islands Forum. In this two-part series on women's reproductive rights, I speak to FP2030 Pacific Engagement Advisor, Jofolitsi Vikoso, who is breaking taboos in the Pacific. FP, which stands for Family Planning 2030, is a global partnership supporting the rights of women and girls to decide freely for themselves whether, when and how many children they want to have. In the Pacific, the initiative aims to empower communities and leaders to support the progress of women's health and productive rights. Uh, FP2030 is a transition from FP2020, which was something that came out of the International Conference for Population Development, ICPD. Um, There was a need to have a partnership uh, to sort of work with governments to make commitments around family planning. In the Pacific, FP2020, Solomon Islands was the only Pacific country that had made a commitment to FP2020. In terms of FP2030, no Pacific Island country has made a commitment yet, but there is uh, conversations already with some of the Pacific uh, leaders. Which ones? Um, uh, recently we've had a conversation with... Um, with uh, Fiji, uh, the, Pacific, the Minister for Women, Children and Poverty Alleviation. Um, there's also uh, an ongoing conversation with uh, the, the Solomon government. And um, next week, there's the Asia-Pacific Population, Co- uh, Population Conference, which is happening in Bangkok. And I do understand that the Cook Islands Minister for Foreign Affairs is also attending. What we do is we work with countries to make a commitment around family planning. When you talk about family planning, it sort of like sits across most of the sustainable development goals. What we're wanting is to provide that opportunity for women and girls to decide when do they want to have a family, how many children they want to have, give them that that bold decision to choose for themselves so that girls can choose to, I want to be educated first before I want to start my family. I want to be employed first before I start a family. I want to have my money, settle myself before I have a family. I think in the Pacific we are very, in a, of course I understand the family, that we, we love our families, we love, you know, to the, the Vuvale concept, but I also believe that some of these uh, ways of doing of work is sort of like hindering that, that progress for women and girls to accelerate in life. Taking, for example, one key thing that I should give applause to, to the Pacific leaders now is the revitalization of the Pacific Leaders' de- Gender Declaration. Way back in 2012, they had made a commitment to gender equality, and they are now also reinforcing, they're sort of like recommitting it uh, uh, on the, the Gender Declaration uh, during this meeting. And I think it's very important that we, that we have that, uh, that lens of the equality, of gender equality. And I do know and understand that the leaders have asked that men and boys be equal partners in implementing the gender equality uh, declaration. What does that look like? It looks like involving them, helping them be part of the process. So learning about women's reproductive systems, periods, that sort of thing? I think we need to break that culture of taboo that we cannot have this conversation. We should be having this conversation because many a times we can joke about these things but we cannot have open authentic conversation with our children with our family of what is going through in a female body or men's body when you talk about contraceptives there's a high rates of hiv that has increased recently in fiji have spiked up 
I find that to be a pandemic now, that it needs to be a more, that our health, our ministers, our leaders need to be very proactive in terms of the, the investment in reproductive health. Because when you talk about health systems or health as a whole, um, they are very choosy and integrity about which particular health that they're talking about. A collective action needs to come from our leaders to open that platform that it's okay to come in and get tested. Because I feel like many people go on to a later stage to go get tested to be able to understand what are they facing, what's happening with their body. Because we have that culture of not talking about these things. We are so very closed about our bodies, our sexuality, whether I want to have a sex using condom or not. Uh, some of us may feel like condoms is a foreign concept. It's not about us. But also these things help prevent a few things, urging issues, eh? and especially health-related issues here in the Pacific. When you talk about the, the increasing in climate change and disasters in the Pacific, availability of contraceptives, availability of access to services. The Pacific is very unique that we are sort of like islands apart. And people are not getting that information. People are not getting the, the services that they need. And people are actually moving from one place to another. The migration is, you know, the, the rising sea level, the changing climate is causing people to move. And I think while we are evolving that as well, I think our leaders need to also think strategically in terms of how can we also get access to health services. When it comes to contraception, what are communities saying? Obviously, each country will differ. The Pacific is a very religious region. And so how do you combat a lot of stigma, taboos, especially yeah. around something so simple as contraception? Yeah. Yeah. The Pacific Conference of Churches Secretary General, Reverend James Baguan, earlier this year, he made a statement that the churches need to be leading this work because of the high rates of HIV uh, and also because of the rising teenage pregnancies we have in the Pacific. And because the Pacific, you know, we understand the church is the place. We would go to the church anytime. We would listen to the pastor, whatever they say. We can break the rules that the government have put, but we can listen to the church. So he was calling for collective action. The churches need to introduce these topics into the church so that they have open conversation. There's young people that's in these churches who who are there, who they can create that awareness with, um, so that it doesn't become a taboo. Because when you talk about taboo, you can talk about culturally and also spiritually. So if we open up that conversation spiritually into the where we consider the place of worship, the, the place where it brings people together, the place of forgiving, the place of, uh, of love, They've also doing, you know, condom distribution, encouraging people to get uh, tested. We'll bring you part two of this series in our next show.